Hello, Leanna. Hello, Ed. How are you? Uh, about like that. About like that? All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm not even going to get into it. All right. I'm not even going to get into it. But I've I had aggravation starting up this recording. But uh, this is technology. Welcome to technology. Ever, technology. Ev what? Everything's aggravating lately. Nothing is simple. I am grouchy. Uh, well, you're also accurate. Yeah. Like, like you know, when it, why is it? Does this happen to you and to the audience? Does this happen to you? I, I'm in a program, and I don't know how to do a particular uh, function. And so I type it into Google, what is the, how to do it? And they, oh, it's very simple. And there's like four different, like, you know, the one steps one through four. You got oh, you to check the date on the article when you do that. Yeah, apparently, because I go and I follow it and I get to the, the, the program and one of the commands on the prompts that they say, it's not yeah. there. Yeah. It's like this happens all the time. The, the pro It's like, just press, uh, you know, just go to uh, system, blah, blah, blah. And I, I, and I go there. It's like the, the command you told me to look for is not part of the menu. It is not on the menu anywhere. So what? this is not so simple. What I don't like is when you uh, call up tech support or something that is supposed to be customer service, especially in Canadian banks, and it's not working. And they say, well, it should work. And they spend. <laughs> Thanks they, for your help. Yeah. Well, it should work. Well, it should be there. And it's like, well, it's not. Well, it should be. Well, it's not. And there's this one particular bank. I've been going through this for years. I will not say their name because they're my bank. But I I resist calling them. I, I dread calling them because it's, well, it should work. And it's always, well, what did you do wrong? It's like, I don't know. I'm not the expert here. I'm calling you for help. They aren't the expert either. That's the problem. Well, there was one point I actually said to them, look, are you going to spend another three minutes lecturing me or are you going to solve my problem? Uh, they uh, probably chose the first in that binary. Well, they weren't terribly nice about it. And I, I don't know how, you know, somebody working minimum wage at a retail job is expected to just take abuse for a living. But people being paid fairly decently in these allegedly better jobs are just they're awful well that's the thing where the a lot of people frontline workers are often depending on the industry frontline workers are often paid crap and so who gets the jobs uh young people who are looking for a new job and uh often new canadians who are looking yeah. to build up their resume so they take these lousy jobs initially and so i can't I can't be mad at them. They've probably been insufficiently trained. They've, uh, you know, in some cases, uh, their communication skills are not particularly well honed. Oh, yeah. But how do I get mad at these people who are working this job that they hate? Well, the thing I don't like is when there's a bad corporate policy and they can't do anything about it. And the policy is frustrating. And there's, you know, there's there's no one to express frustration to other than this poor person who's got this minimum wage job. 
And, you know, if you complain, that person's going to get in trouble. And it's not their fault. It's the policy. Well, I can uh, I can put your concerns at ease, Leanna, because thanks to AI, a great many of those uh, low paying jobs that certain sectors of the economy rely upon will be replaced. So we'll be out of work and uh, we will be able to deal with AI. That's going to make things so much better when it's actually a clerical error. Oh, yeah. Uh, This 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 issue with my bank happened a while ago, but it took like years to figure out what the problem was. And the problem was, if I remember, was relatively simple. If anyone had bothered to look. The problem was I was two people in their system because somebody had opened a personal account with my first and last name. Somebody opened a business account before they merged everything together. This was years ago with my first, middle and last name using a different official document. And so when they merged it, nobody asked me if they were going to. They just merged it. Uh, They treated me as two people. Because one had your middle name. The other did not. Right. And it was a different set of documents that was used to one was a driver's license. One was apparently my passport. And so they just kept passing the problem on to the next person and the next person and the next person. They just absolutely did not care about fixing it. All they cared about was getting me out of their face. Yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much the modern service. How yeah. long shall I get this person out of my face? Now, part of that is because uh, many people are timed as to how long oh, the, transaction, the conversation takes. And if it takes yeah. too long, which usually when they need to solve a particularly onerous problem, it takes longer than average, uh, then they get penalized for it. Yeah, yeah. Finally, two women in in a bank branch finally figured out what the problem was. And it took them a very, very, very long time to fix it because it was so embedded. But, you know, in a system where it's just AI, that problem just doesn't get fixed. No, it doesn't. And if I thought if I thought any other company was any better, I would have switched. But they're all just as bad. um, I have a by the way, this is sort of tangentially related to this, but. I've I was made aware this week that there are courses, paid courses that you can take that will teach you how to better use Google. Oh yeah. Here's how you use Google. You put in your question. Google will give you an answer. It like uh, this is not a, a short course. This is a, an hours long course that costs money to teach you how to better use Google. Okay, Ed, there are multiple companies charging 10 grand a pop for dating advice. Well, just to go a little further on this before we get to that interesting topic, uh, if you want to know how to better use Google, Google how to better use Google. <laughs> All right, there you go. I've solved it. Bring me your money. Bring yeah, me your but money. That- that's the thing about credentialism. People think the advice is worth more if you get like an official course and a certificate. Because who are you real, show a certificate to? Real life experience doesn't mean anything anymore. You can take the certificate and the next time there's a pandemic, 
You don't have to rush to get toilet paper because you already have some. Your certificate. Except, you know, if you're getting a job off the street these days, it's all all these uh, job sites have their own certification things where, you know, they ask you impossible questions the first time and then you're locked out until you pay to do their course. And then, you know, LinkedIn or something like that will certify that you have this skill in this thing. It, it's it's all just a con from the top all the way down to the bottom. It's something else. Uh, on the subject, uh, and I want to get to that dating thing, on the subject of, uh, get you know, automation in these things, a friend of mine, actually a friend of ours, uh, was applying for a job. And the process was, you sit in front of your computer with your camera on your microphone mm -hmm. um, at a specifically assigned time and they uh, text a question and then your camera turns on, they mm -hmm. turn it on and you have a certain amount of time to answer the question on video. And then mm -hmm. it shuts down, your camera shuts off uh, when the time has run out and there's the next question. And first of all, that feels like the way they ask questions in TV cop shows when they've got you sweating in the box. Um, secondly, then they I, they use AI to measure the person's uh, to to look at the person's face and their their facial expressions, their vocal intonations. Oh, so you're guaranteed to hire somebody with sociopathic tendencies? Maybe they want that. Maybe sociopaths just make better employees. Be because that's not talking to a person. A person with actual empathy is going to score less well on that because it's an unnatural process. Someone oh, so basically just... any any Trump supporter or polyev supporter would do well. Uh, I, they I have don't... no empathy. That they only have empathy for people like them. What you're getting with somebody that scores well under the system you describe is someone who's very good at faking sincere emotions because i mean nobody's gonna talk to text on a screen or a camera the way they're gonna talk to another human being it just makes no sense unless you're a sociopath and you register right. the screen and exactly. the human being as exactly the same thing exactly that that's my point like i don't know why companies bother with with these they're trying to take away you know they're trying to cut down the amount of time hiring takes and they're trying to make it more fair and the truth is every system has biases and the more automated your system is the more those little tiny biases are going to turn into huge problems you want to uh, reduce the time it takes to hire people make your workplace less of a hellhole so people don't quit so often well yeah and pay people what they're worth so they don't have to take pay people enough to live on so they don't have to take another job to pay the bills i don't understand how that isn't just basic business self-interest pay somebody enough that they're not constantly fretting about bills or taking another job which tires well, them out Allow them to be relaxed enough that they can 
they can connect with the job and do a better job and be enthusiastic. It's like they don't connect. Hey, by the way, these are human beings uh, who, who work for you, not machines. So what works with machines doesn't work with people. Maybe if you treat people like human beings, you will get a better response. Maybe I'm crazy with all except, this. Except but... the, the business schools for about two decades taught the opposite. That if people are too comfortable, they'll get lazy and their productivity will go down. Oh, that's like one place I know of uh, from my earlier years. The uh, philosophy was don't tell somebody they're doing a good job because then they're going to want to raise. So yeah. never tell someone they've done a good job ever. That I mean, that's just a race to the bottom. But that is what that is what they taught. It's so stupid. And why a human being with any basic level of intelligence and, and critical thinking wouldn't look at that and say, yeah, you know what? No, that, that that's not going to work for me. Well, especially since uh, actual studies have shown that when people are sincerely happy in their job and they have certain intangibles like schedule flexibility and things like that, they're less likely to jump ship for more money. Ugh. And this is why you hear of so many businesses, big businesses, small businesses, but big businesses especially, are in financial trouble. It's because their leadership all come from these half-assed business schools that probably are very highly ranked, but it gives them no, no critical thinking. They may as well have been indoctrinated by a religious cult because no matter what business they go into, they can go into the business of, say, running a television network, or they can go into the business of running a farm. And as far as they're concerned, it's the same business. Just apply the same principles, and, every, and it will be magic. And it is magic, because things disappear, like profits. Yeah, I mean, this idea that you have to be profitable every single quarter or else prevents them from doing those long-term strategic investments in things you know sometimes we we all know something happens we go into debt that month to you know be better positioned in the long term and if you can never do that it's very hard to advance speaking of advancing what is this you said about dating services charging a fortune Oh, yeah. I I have a couple of uh, personal clients that, you know, they're in their mid-30s and they're having trouble meeting people. And so they decided to sign up for some of these uh, matchmaking services, dating coaches, things like that. And, you know, they're they're being told pretty much the same thing I tell people. But they're being locked in for a minimum of three to five thousand dollars, and when what? that doesn't, oh yeah, what? oh yeah, oh and yeah. No, there's no guarantee of any result. No, no, and except it's you'll pretty, be three to five thousand dollars poorer. It's pretty common sense stuff. It's not bad advice. Obviously, there's better ones and worse ones, but it seems that the go-to is three to five thousand, and then they have this upsell process where. When you don't get anywhere, having spent three to five thousand dollars, they push you on the premium service, which is ten thousand dollars. 
So, hey, you haven't paid, you haven't got me any results for a lower price. Um, I'm now going to give you more, even though your track record is crap. And, well, you know, it used to be, maybe I don't know how long ago, but there was a time when people who went to dating services were absolute schleps. And they there was reasons they couldn't get dates. Uh, socially awkward, um, various things. Now, though, that's not the case. People are so busy that it's there's no stigma on on dating services, nor should there be. But uh, they it costs so much and there's no guarantee. This reminds me in certain ways, Leanna, of why I don't listen to podcasts that say that they are unsolved murders, for example, mm. because they tell the whole story. And then at the end, there's no payoff. I've just invested all this time and I don't have an ending to my story. My own fault. It says unsolved. So, it, you know, you go into this dating thing. There is like they should offer a money back guarantee. Oh, they never can't do find that. you anybody. They they'd never do that because the problem is that the men on these services are outnumbering the women in some cases, 10 to one, even on the good ones, it's three to one. And I oh, that's did like a... old uh, mining towns in the yeah, in yeah. Like 1890s. Yeah. And I did a, a small poll on Twitter X recently asking women, you know, are, if you were single, would you be looking to date? Or if you are single, are you looking to date? And the number one answer is no, I'm exhausted. Yeah, it, I people, mean. People are just so, well, women are so tired just making ends meet, just getting through things that they just have no energy for for dating. That That's, re, that's, a, that's a serious social problem. Well, it is a problem because our birth rates in first world, we call them first world anymore, global south, global north. I don't know what we call developed okay, economies. Let us let us not assign the value of women in society to the birth rate. I cannot stand that. Well, the the, the bulk I'm not saying of it's the a woman's... online abuse now is because I'm not a breeder. It's uh, it's unreal. Well, I'm not saying I agree. I'm not saying it's a woman's value. I'm saying that because of affordability issues um, and people being uh, drained, men well, and women are delaying uh, having kids in many cases, which means that they have fewer kids. And then we 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 bring people in immigrants because we need a certain critical mass of citizens. And then people say, what are we doing with them immigrants? And it's okay, like, but but also let's just let's just take the economic stuff out of it. Let's look at it as a strictly social issue. People want companionship. People want to feel supported. And with everything being automated and you know courses and this and that, nobody's actually just talking anymore. Having sincere conversations. They're just not happening at the rate that they used to. People are expecting yes, no, 100%. The the number of people I know who get very invested in these like relationship-based video games or, you know, they're talking to chatbots for companionship. There's no sane reason why there should be this many people this lonely. It's I've structural. read that that is a plague 
across North America. That see, loneliness. See, you this is this has all been extremely uplifting, by the way. See, you you hear about the loneliness epidemic in men, in men. It's always men, men, men. Really? Okay. Yeah. The problem is that's only part of the statistic. You look at the marriage statistics and health-wise in terms of long-term outcomes, marriage is great for men. It's terrible for women. Because of long-term health outcomes? Uh, health, uh, health outcome, happiness, how lonely someone reports they are, how stressed they are. It, it just, we have, we have trained people to just devour the other people in their lives. And so women are just going, I don't want this. If I'm, you know, if the likelihood is I'm going to be happier alone, then I'm going to stay alone. And it's that's become focused on, we have a loneliness epidemic in men. And, and so we've had this uptick in the manosphere and stuff like that. But that's not a holistic view of the data. There's serious problems in terms of, just how many hours someone has to spend working or getting to work and how expensive things are and how poor the communication skills have gotten. Because let's face it, every person you now encounter in your life is a com is a potential competitor for dwindling, uh, dwindling resources. The reason I have very few friends in entertainment, especially very few female friends, in entertainment because i know that if i'm doing well and they're not they hate me and if they're doing well and i'm not i will not hear from them it's it's awful it is become so difficult to just get by that everything else is crumbling well i will say this but i don't want to go further into the topic uh part of the problem of men being lonely is that we are raising men to be nothing but larger boys and not develop themselves in ways you know that would what? benefit them. That's true of women too. Well, I we, see it in men. Can't, yeah, but that's because you know you're 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 you are more aware of the drivers. Plenty of women. I mean, God, the number of TV shows that I've seen lately that send the message: if you're pretty enough, no one will ever be mad at you. It's of just, course, that's not true. They simply no. might not say it. That's all. Um, it, well, it's also if you're pretty, everybody's gonna be mad at you. That's, it just that's, like give me a break. I I do <laughs> pin up calendars. That's not how it works. It just give me a break. The the expectations that are being set and the way people are assessing their worth and and being forced to assess their work worth solely on the opinions of other people ed it's so messed up well let's turn that frown upside down into a smile when we come back from the break i don't know how this uh, is a frown what this is a frown what do you you will very rarely hear a pop song or maybe lyrics in a mary poppins musical that talks about the things we just talked about. That's not true. Every Taylor Swift song is about this. Half of Beyonce songs are about this. Oh, I wouldn't know. Don't listen to either of them. 
All you right. Know that. She wears short skirts. I wear sneakers. She's cheer captain, and I'm on the bleachers, dreaming of the day when. It's all about a guy who's not paying attention to her because she he's chasing the girl in the short skirt. But now Taylor Swift barely wears pants, so I don't understand the meaning of this song in current context. And on that note, we shall return. All right, Leanna. Um, what do you want to talk about? I don't know how I don't get Taylor Swift. I, I mean, I that see, that's a conversation that can go on endlessly and yet uh, create zero. A lot of no, 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 no. Here, here we go. For, first of all, I do not think that la- that opening segment was negative. I didn't get a chance to defend myself here. Oh, all right, go, 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 I go. I think if you identify the problem, you can solve the problem. So if people are misidentifying the problem, they're going to continue to be miserable. If you can identify the problem, you can solve the problem. So correctly identifying the problem is a really great first step. Now, okay, if you're the Canadian NDP, it is the only step, and they don't necessarily correctly identify the problem, but it is the first step. Uh, But Taylor Swift, okay, I get why most really popular pop acts have an appeal. BTS, I totally understood. Totally, totally understood. Totally got it. Beyonce, I get. You know, Megan Thee Stallion, I get. Cardi B... I kind of get, but Taylor Swift, even Billie Eilish, I kind of get even like some of Billie Eilish's songs are good, but Taylor Swift, usually traditionally to be a really solid pop act, you had to be a triple threat, right? You had to sing. You had to be able to dance. You had to be able to act passably well, right? Taylor Swift can't dance. And yet she is one of the most successful pop acts, if not the most successful pop act on the planet. Um, I, you know, I, I, I don't even know what to say about that because I don't know if like, I've never seen her try to dance. Um, she's a skinny white girl. So the chance of her being able to dance in the context of maybe a Cardi B or something, not the same, but like, I Car- guess when you, make songs popular enough for people, they'll forgive certain things. But Taylor Taylor Swift's recent output is a lot of maybe I'm the bad guy and all these digs at guys she's dated. Why anyone would date Taylor Swift is more confusing to me than why anybody likes Taylor Swift's music. Because there are some songs of Taylor Swift's I quite like. But I only all... know one, Shake It Off. And I only know that because I heard it in an episode of uh, The Rock's TV show, Ballers, when he was singing it in his SUV. Well, there's also that what I did before. Um, You Belong With Me, I think it's called. But a lot of her songs are sort of giving girls space to be mean and disasters and unhappy and it's just like, how much are teenage girls faking it that they need music to, ex- like, w- when I was a teenager, we had alternative music for that. We had Nirvana, you know, and, and garbage. Oh, yeah, let's, and let's compare Nirvana like and Taylor Swift. But it, it really is the same 
it is the same impulse though if you listen to more modern taylor swift stuff it is i'm i'm secretly a disaster well i, I between nirvana and taylor swift my the difference is i believe that taylor swift bathes regularly well i think the the guys in nirvana actually did bathe that was a it was very expensive to make you didn't make it look like you didn't wash your hair. Yeah, like you had All to those pay extra. products. Remember, you had to pay extra for those acid wash uh, distressed jeans with the holes in them, well, jeans that came pre-holed instead of wearing in... jeans and being comfortable, and eventually them having holes and stuff. No, you, keep you in mind... don't have time to wait for that anymore. Keep in mind that grunge was a reaction to the Calvin Klein jeans tread that jeans were now $90 when they used to be 40 By the way, some hamburger chains, a hamburger is 15 bucks. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, 15 bucks for a hamburger? Are you freaking kidding me? Well, food, the cost of food is nuts now. A hamburger, one of the lowest common denominator foods, 15 bucks. Okay, but one of the things that got cost spikes because of covid was uh meat packing plants i guess i guess that's the only place i've read there and buying eggs are the two places i've noticed price spikes and... yeah but again i mean avian flu and again covid and the plants Th these are these are difficult times and i don't think the I mean, I, I see all these things about parents just talking to their kids like they're drill sergeants about focus and all this stuff. It's like, let up, guys. There are no guarantees in life. So let let your kids enjoy themselves a bit. Yeah, I, I, I think these parents who want to control, I mean, there's a whole topic there, but parents who want to control their kids' uh, educational input, um, Forget that when they were teens, the last people who were properly tuned in to what, what the world was and what you needed to do to survive in the world were your parents. Like, they, they're forgetting, oh yeah, parents, not tuned in. Maybe the last people, in most cases, that, sh that should be telling you what, how to interact with the world, they're still, their headspace is a world 20 years ago. See, I think it comes down to what a friend of mine told me her mom said to her. And my friend is in her early 30s. OK, so her mother said to her, I want you to be successful to show I'm not a bad mother. Excellent. That that should be on one of those motivational posters with like maybe a, a mama eagle and her eaglets, because but, that's so inspiring. But you know what? I honestly think that's what it is. I think people are so messed up about self-concept now that that's what it's all about. Their kids are proof they're not failures. And that's that's a terrible parenting motivation. The best parents in the world can have kids that are disasters. The worst parents in the world can end up with good kids. That it's a it's alchemy. There's other environmental factors. Yeah, and also uh, a child is its own person. It is not simply an extension, a brand extension of the parents. And oh, you don't support parental rights, Ed? No. Why are you saying parental no. rights makes you a bigot? Sorry, no. That was 
I don't like parental rights. I don't. Parents already have rights. That's enough. Should we talk about that? Because that it's getting ridiculous. I mean, the fact that even Trudeau's walking back, the fact that he went on the defensive about that. I get that he was in Vaughn when he made the comments, which is Karen Central Karenville. Apologies to people actually named Karen, but it's getting out of control. It's just enough's enough. Words mean things. You know what? I don't know if I have the energy to talk about that. No? No, because that is exhausting. I don't know. I I think, I, I don't know. I think that that's one of those terms that sounds really good at first. Like, yes, of course, parents have rights to raise their kids. But um, what? The state should not be advocating for the rights of the parent in the parent-child relationship. The parent is not the vulnerable party there. It's the child. The state should be advocating for the rights of the child when needed. Well, it's like you said. Um, These laws that say teachers must ask permission of the parents before a child can change, even like can get a nickname accepted in class and they should be the parents should tell uh must tell the parent the the teachers must tell the parents when they find out a child uh, has identified as trans or non-binary there is a reason that kid hasn't told their parents there's a reason and the reason is usually because they know that they or they very likely will not not be accepted and may very well receive punishment and abuse at home Trust that the kid knows the home situation better than the state does and let the kid navigate being themselves because a lot of kids are different at home than they are at school because at home you're bound to this this veal cage of your parents who still see you as four years old, whereas at school you're outside of that. You can explore who you're going to be. Yeah, I... the. They're trying to stunt human development unnaturally because they're afraid of the world. And that's not, I mean, that's what happened to these people now who are failing basic adulting. They were never allowed to try stuff when they were between 15 and 18 years old. Well, it was still relatively safe and there were still some, some safeguards protecting them from you know, the worst consequences of mistakes. And it's like you say, and maybe we'll wrap it up on this. We've got to go to break is that um, good parents do not need these laws that I I just referenced. Mm -hmm. Bad parents shouldn't have them. Yeah. That was your quote. And uh, I think that sums sums it up. Because the bad, good parents don't need the government to force a teacher to force their kid to talk to them. Exactly. And if you're a good parent and you haven't noticed that your kid is um, identifying as non-binary or trans, you're not a good parent. All right. You know what, you know what the messed up thing is? Well, this will be our and last maybe comment. We, what? Maybe, we, maybe we can talk about this after the break. But the best commentary I've seen on this came from Gen V, the boys spinoff. Really? All right. Yeah. 
Let's uh, we can go talk about break. that after the break. Yeah, come back. And uh, I have one other topic, but I don't know if we'll get to it. All right, uh, let's take a break. All right, Leanna, you want to talk about Gen V, which for those who don't know, there's a there was a comic book series called The Boys, which was a uh, deconstruction of the superhero mythos, if you can use that mm-hmm. term without seeming like an idiot. Um, and then that was turned into a very popular television series. And now there's a spinoff that focuses on uh, young people, like uh, college students who have superpowers, who allegedly are being trained to use those powers for the betterment of society. But the reality is a little different. Um, and that there's something in that that has made Leanna think about something. What? Well, okay. First of all, there's a very important plot point in Gen V that I think is really good social commentary that these are all kids whose parents were paid by this corporation to basically be test subjects for this uh this super soldier thing called compound v just to to clarify they were paid to turn their babies into these these guinea pigs right in the hopes that the kids would get powers and it would make them a lot of money and the parents would benefit yeah, be famous and all that stuff. But the parents got paid to do it. And there's a, uh, the the most accurate term is bi-gender for the Jordan character. But they, they, they can turn into, a, 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 they are, were signed male at birth, but they could turn into a girl and a boy. Um, and there's implications that the character was always trans. This just sort of made what was going on inside them very literal. But this character has been held back from the spotlight because they don't test well in the South. This is set in America, even though it's shot in very recognizable places in the Toronto area. And there's a scene where a client of mine mentioned to me and, and said that really hit hard. That Those conversations happen where the parents were guilting this this teenager about how hard it was for them to accept that their kid is trans and how hard it is for them and you know just just slow down just meet us in the middle just and what remember the days where the the parent thing was sacrifice so your kids can have better than than you did you know, Luke and Yoda sitting there and the much blind Last Jedi saying they are what we grow beyond. Why are we in an age where a parent thinks it's reasonable to say to their kid, just slow down. This is hard for us. Well, it goes back to what I said. Some parents see the uh, their kid as a brand extension of themselves. But now, I understand they... it. Okay, I understand it is not... Um, it is still not a commonplace thing to understand for many people what trans is. And so there, I understand some good natured parents simply, uh, they, they want to understand they're sympathetic and stuff and supportive, but they don't quite understand. I, but you know, I, I, I get that. But the idea that you have no, you have no idea how hard it is on us as parents that you are trans as opposed to, it is hard on you in this society yeah, to be exactly. trans. 
Exactly. Like the, I mean, these, these characters are brilliantly written because they're an Asian family. And I don't know if you noticed the dad announced I'm from Rochester. Where are you from again and again and again to make it clear? I was born in America. I hadn't caught that, but it, yeah, it was a real, there are really, really slick lines in this show. It's very well written, even dropped a Johnny Depp joke that everybody's taking different ways. And I love the gutsy writing on this show, but I do think it's interesting that people are saying, yeah, that's real. And if I think about, you know, some of the, the real wedges that have been driven between me and other people on some of these issues, it always is, you know, just, just slow down, wait for me to be comfortable. And what that really is telling somebody is I'm more of a person than you are. There's no way around it. Really? There really is no way around it. All because right. if you understand how utterly miserable, and that, that's not even the, the word for it, uh, that body, body dysphoria is, gender dysphoria is, you can't wait. You know, if somebody's got um, a disease that is slowly killing them, they don't want to hear just wait every moment you delay makes the treatment less effective so telling these teenagers you might not be sure just wait Th that's not it's not reassuring if you actually think a child has something else going on other than gender dysphoria talking at them doesn't make it any better you have to listen to them um all of which is good advice and also a uh, not a warning, but an awareness to people who are going to watch Gen V. It features the most prolonged uh, scene of full male genitalia, naked genitalia that I've ever seen in television or movies outside of porn. It is like a real that close up was the thing re that real close up you? on a penis. So what? It's just, I thought it was kind of brave because oh, usually I like, it's uh, like, don't do that. Guys don't want to want guys don't want to see somebody else's penis. And it's like, well, there it is. Okay. If you are going to be put off by that, because there, there's been a lot, there's been a lot of exposed male genitalia in the base boys, like more than average. So they're okay, but this is this is a very, very close up of genitalia. But why I, I find it very strange that that of all things is is sort of a, a line crossed, a taboo violated. What I think is interesting, and we have to go to a break, but what I think is interesting is I haven't heard more yelling and screaming about that close up of the, the package, um, which to me is interesting. Where it shows you, I mean, a number of years ago, NYPD Blue, when they had a scene where uh, uh, Dennis Franz's character was in a shower with his <clears throat> his uh, wife and you saw his naked butt, it was a big, huge deal. This is a giant close up on a penis. And it's like, eh. but uh, well, okay, I, I think that's progress. It. That's all. Let, let's face it. The perpetually offended are still yelling at Star Wars this week. But also, I think there's so much in the boys stuff that it's very difficult to 
single out one thing to take offense at. I've seen people going crazy over the Johnny Depp joke. It's actually been really, really interesting. Well, to understand what that is, I recommend you watch Gen V. If you are someone who uh, can afford Amazon Prime, have a look at it. Uh, it's... I it, it's it's a lot more clever than you think it's going to be. Going oh, it's into brilliant. It. It's absolutely brilliant. I'm constantly just, I want to slow clap some of the lines in it. It's some of the best writing in any medium right now. Good for them. Good for them. And we're going to go to a break and come back. All right. And we've got very little time. Uh, unfortunately, as usual, because we start talking and we delve into these issues and we the conversation goes where it goes and we follow it. And then, you know, next thing you know, we got to close the show. I, I always wonder, like, should we be talking about things that are more serious? But this is actually stuff people care about. I think that so many people are just so nauseated by the behavior of various people public officials now that they, they don't they don't want they need a break from it yeah i think nauseated is probably the most apt term for yeah. at least the way i feel oh. when i waste my time looking at twitter x or looking at the news i think nauseated i think you hit the nail on the head uh, I, just get, been, I just get nauseated i i've just been disgusted by uh municipal governments getting better now but then again, they just spent taxpayer money uh, to produce a 122-page report to tell John Tory that cheating on his wife while in office was not cool, bro. Just how do I what get a that waste money? of money? How do I get that? I'll uh, listen. I'll prepare your report. I'll type 122 pages of blah, 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 to come to a conclusion that you could have come to in one Ed, page. The way Where, you who do gets it. these gigs? Why? Why? I'd love to get one of these gigs. Uh, have teaching the right, people how to Google, doing this. Have the right friends, sell your soul, profit. Well, I don't have the right friends, so I don't even have to contemplate selling my soul. Yeah, just, it's all about who you know. And, and I, think, I think the reason I don't have the right friends is because I won't sell my soul. Well, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, I really want our nation's leaders to stop going for the $10 campaign donations and actually start solving problems affecting people. Because, hey, you, you may have power, you may have a great lifestyle now, but, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know how people live with themselves deliberately misleading or surrounding themselves by people you have an inkling are misleading you and you just don't ask because you don't want to know well your end goal is personal advancement and power not the the interests of the public yeah. and that's how yeah. that's how you do it yeah you it's play your guitar I, on the mtv i i i do not know you know i work with people where if the government just put a relatively small amount of pocket change into certain sectors, things could be so much better. But that's not going to grab them a positive headline and it's not going to bring in donations. And so the system stagnates. Now, if you want to bring in donations, you must scream that the house is on fire 
and you're the only person with a fire extinguisher. Got to scream, disaster, broken, falling apart. It, you, yep. you have to make it seem like things are, are on the precipice because you get donations, $10 donations from grannies and grandpas and stuff like that by making them afraid. And also, that's what they do. You pretend to care so very much about Nazis that you're willing to help Putin's propaganda campaign. Yeah, that was... That... Thanks, all of Canadian government. And media. Well, yeah. Well, certain media more than others. I found some outlets moved on when others just clickbaited the Wallowed snot out of that. It. Yeah. Yeah, but it, like that was so poorly handled. Talk about what panic does. Good point, and we have but we have to close. Yes, we do. All right. Uh Leanna can be heard on It's Not Therapy, a great podcast that helps you get through the night, get through the day. Deal with day-to-day uh, -day stresses, anxieties, uh, questions, confusions, challenges. Check it out. It's it's smart. It's insightful. It's fun. And it's human. And often they talk about superheroes. So check that out. Uh, it's Not Therapy, available on all podcast platforms. And I'm on uh, an FM station, Monday to Friday, midnight to 5 a.m. It's 94.9, The Rock in the GTA also, no matter where you live, the rock.fm uh, or the rock app, uh, midnight to 5 a.m. Eastern time. All right, Liana, do your thing. Bye bye. <laughs>